If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the sports betting network. What's up, folks? we got a good show on tap for you today. A lot of college hoops content, of course. Why? Because the NCAA tournament starts tonight. Paul Stone, college sports handicapper, is going to be with us in 15 minutes. Get his thoughts on the first round, the play-ins, and 15 minutes after that, Kyle Boone, college basketball writer for CBS Sports. Same deal. We're going to get his thoughts on how everything's going to play out here, both in the play-ins and in the first round of the NCAA tournament. And we do have two play-in games tonight. Matt Humans over in Dayton, Ohio. And we get right down to it. Brass tacks here, folks. Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. Texas Southern. Southern right now, three-and-a-half-point favorite with a total of 136. Some might call this line ridiculous. Ben Wilson of VSIN called this line ridiculous. on his I said, you can't favor a SWAC team by three-and-a-half points. So he's got the mortgage on the uh... – That's one of his betting rules, I guess. Okay. Uh, I don't, I don't think the line's ridiculous. I wouldn't lay the three-and-a-half here with Texas Southern. I thought the line was going to be two. I think that extra point and a half mm-hmm. maybe pushes it over the edge to ridiculous status. But um, uh, I think Paul Stone's going to come on with us in about 15 minutes to make a case for the dog in this game. I have bet the Islanders a few times this season. Um, and typically, you like to stick with teams that, uh, that, that pay you off. And um, Texas A&M Corpus Christi has been that uh, type of team for me. Now, obviously, not many people are – are going to cover this league or even follow this league. You so, have familiarity with it, right? Yeah, so I, I don't think many betters know much about these two teams. And uh, you're probably 
not going to get a ton of betting action on this game. What you're going to get are people making entertainment bets because they they want some uh, action on the first game of the NCAA tournament. And um, that's basically what I have, JVT. I took three and a half with uh, Corpus Christi Islanders, and um, they just made an impressive tournament run. Like I said, I thought the line should be two. Uh, So I took the three and a half, but it is the – Second, second smallest of 21 bets I have nice. on the tournament and the first round so far. Well, I'm sure when it comes to Texas Southern as well, it is the more recognizable brand of the two. I think a lot of people would see Texas Southern and remember two things about the one, the team that plays all those road games at the beginning of the sure. year. Uh, it's a tough schedule. Right, it's a really tough schedule. And two, the team that went into Gainesville and beat Florida, right? And while Florida's not a tournament team, people see Texas Southern, SWAC versus SEC. That's yeah. got to be a win for the Gators and ultimately uh, not. Uh, and, and for those who don't know much about them, because I'm not going to pretend to be one and you know me I'm a numbers guy the numbers paint certain pictures about these teams and I think you understand when you look at the statistical profile of both of these teams why Texas Southern is the favorite I think they got a pretty big edge with the way they play defensively Texas A&M Corpus Christi comes in 287th in offensive efficiency according to Ken Palm's numbers Texas Southern defensively 108 in defensive efficiency giving up just under a point per possession this season and while Texas Southern offensively has not been very good uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi a little bit worse defensively than Southern has been not a massive edge in any way that I feel comfortable playing it, but I think you understand why the number is where it's at here. In well, I also Texas think you, when you look at those numbers, you have to take into account that Texas Southern plays in the worst league in college basketball. Yes, of course. So it plays a lot of weak competition, plays the toughest non-conference schedule. Right, because of those then, in there too. And then the weakest conference schedule. Uh, I would argue that uh, the Islanders have the best player on the floor, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I kind of like that angle is where Isaac Mushilla a 6'10", excuse me, 6'5", forward, which is not big for a forward, but he almost averages a double-double, uh, 13.5 points, 9.5 rebounds a game. He shoots 53% uh, from the field. And the Islanders have a few guys who can knock down threes. Anyway, mm. I digress. Small bet on uh, plus 3.5 with uh, A&M, and we'll let Paul Stone state his case. You don't want more on this? about 15 minutes. You don't want more on this, huh? Nothing? No. no okay. How about Indiana-Wyoming? I know you're into this, and Paul's going to have a much bigger here. bet on this. This is one of the bigger bets I've got, and it's uh, Indiana minus 175 on the money line. Talked about this game a little yep. bit in yesterday's show. I really think the Cowboys peaked in December and January, and they've started to fade here late in the season. You know, Wyoming was down to UNLV by four late in the game in the Mountain West Tournament. The Cowboys – Stage to come back there to win mm-hmm. by three. They scored the last seven points of the game, right? Don't win that game. The Cowboys are not in the tournament. <clears throat> I'm not sure they are a tournament-worthy team, especially the way they played the last two months. I always feel like you got to judge teams when you're handicapping the tournament on the way they played in the past month, month and a half. Not on the resume they built in November and December. That stuff is basically irrelevant at this point. If you look, I'll give you an example. Uh, Indiana just played Purdue to a two-point game in West Lafayette uh, a week and a half ago. Purdue won that game. All you hear about when people talk about Purdue is number one offensive efficiency team in the nation. Well, Purdue has not been that offensively efficient in the past four to six weeks. A lot of those numbers were built up in the first two months of the season. So what I'm handicapping is the way the team's played the last six weeks. Indiana's actually played pretty well the last couple weeks, especially I think uh, Mike Woodson's done a good job getting these guys to play with more defensive intensity. Indiana plays with a defensive intensity and a toughness that was not there under Archie Miller. And they've started to knock down some threes. A couple shooters have emerged. And Trace Jackson Davis is playing more facing the basket instead of with his back to the basket. And um, don't discount JVT the edge that the location 
has for yep. the Hoosiers in this game. It's games in Dayton, Ohio. Hoosier fans are going to pack this arena. Really no excuse for Indiana to lose a game. I think the Big Ten should start out 1-0 against the Mountain West. Yeah, I completely agree with all those points. And with Wyoming, too, one of the things that has stuck out for me, you talk about recent form. Just look at their last two, their, their last two tournament games, which against uh, UNLV, you have that really big lead at halftime. You blow <coughs> that and ultimately have to come back, like you said, in the final few minutes uh, to win that game against the Runner Rebels. And then on the flip side of that, in the semifinal matchup against Boise State, you're, uh, you're down double digits in a very big way to Boise State. You make mm-hmm. it interesting the last two, but ultimately end up losing that, I think, by six or whatever it was uh, to the Broncos. Really simplistic offensively. It's just post up Maldonado. It's post up Ike. Ike, who, by the way, is a sophomore and a pretty young kid at that, too. So uh, I think really when you look at it, it's a somewhat young team, a simplistic offense. And I'm, I, you know, I like three and a half that because I figured the number would move. And sure enough, that's been the case. Four and a half are now starting to appear here on the side when it comes to Indiana laying it. Total 132 and a half. But you said it. Wyoming playing their best basketball in the middle of the season, kind of peaked at the wrong time. Now their offense, somewhat simplistic, and we'll see if it fails. But I think, too, with the bodies you got down low for Indiana, pretty good matchup there for the Hoosiers. Yeah, I watched the uh, replay, actually, of the Wyoming-UNLV tournament game last night. Mm-hmm. and um, well, t- Tell me I'm wrong, right? It's just, hey, one possession, post up Maldonado. One possession, post up beat game. We'll just trade every single more or time. Less, more or less, right? it's very simplistic offense. and It do- doesn't really impress me, the offensive system. They run. They were lucky that Xavier Dussel stepped yep, up yep. and hit a three late in that game to save him. It was only the second field goal he had made the entire game. He's going to have to knock down some threes for the Cowboys to be more competitive than I expect. I think Indiana is going to cover the number, but I don't like to uh, lay points. I don't, definitely don't like to lay more than three, so I bet – this at minus 175. Yep. So we'll see if that comes back to burn me. But, hey, man, I'm all in. All in. All right. Um, hey, got the best of the number, right? Closing line value trophy. That's going to be uh, hung up on the wall. You know, I don't know how many people realize this, but three is a key number in basketball. Oh, we talk about in it in fo- basketball, yeah. We talk about football all the time. Mm-hmm. But it is – uh, just as key in uh, college hoops. Yes. Now it also gives, uh, I think it gives you an idea too of where I'm at with Wyoming that I'm willing to lay three and a half I think, against mm-hmm. them uh, in this spot here too. So we'll see. Uh, and you know, Wyoming, when they are on and they're moving the ball around, they do have guys who can shoot the ball pretty well. The problem is that it becomes kind of like a black hole. The ball gets sucked in and um, doesn't really move around a lot. For I, I wonder if this is going to be an ugly, low-scoring type of game. The total is 132.5. The one thing that concerns me when you're betting – Totals under in the NCAA tournament. Mike Pritchard just walked out of the studio saying, yeah. I'm afraid this, uh, this first game is going to go to overtime if you bet the under. What you really need to fear when you bet these unders in college hoops in the tournament settings are the teams fouling to yep. the bitter end and all the free throws and all the points that could come at the very end of the game. It could be a slow, sluggish type of game with not a lot of scoring, and then you could have a lot of scoring at the end to push it over a low total. I still lean under 132.5. Yep. Uh, hey, so I wanted to throw a couple of things at you when it came to the tournament overall because there were some news and uh, notes that I thought we should hit on here because you mentioned yesterday, so you and I both have a Murray State plus 1.5 ticket. Right, You have 1.5 against San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, worth noting that we did not touch on yesterday is that the San Francisco Don's big man, uh, is actually got a little bit of an injury mark here, and it sounds like he'll probably go. You don't know how healthy he's going to be. Uh, but Masalski for them, they're 6'9", big dude down low, played and started in 31 games this season for them. Uh, very effective rebounder. How about this in the nation? 28th in offensive rebounding rate individually, 50th in defensive rate, uh, rebounding rate individually. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has an injury that he is dealing with at this point. I know there's a question about whether or not he's going to play. I've read reports that says he's going to get this out, probably so, but I think that's also why you've seen this flip of n- numbers, right? San Francisco opening up 1.5 and, and now a 1.5 underdog probably but I, I thought Murray State even with that injury situation uh, should have been the favorite from the start yes and 
Murray State's got a skilled big man, K.J. Williams. Again, a guy that probably not too many people know about. 6'10", 250. He's the best player in the Ohio Valley Conference. 18.2 points, 8.5 rebounds a game. He can score inside and out. He's a lot more skilled than the Dons big man. I think uh, Murray State was just being a little bit disrespected uh, by this number, opening San Francisco minus 2.5 at the South Point. Racers are a 30-2 and two team that ran the table in the Ohio Valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of major conference teams that could not run the table in the Ohio Valley Conference. That's not just K.J. Williams, the big man. You also have Tevin Brown, who's a really talented guard. Uh, I even think if Murray State gets by this game, which I'll be surprised if the Racers don't. I took plus 1.5. It's now minus 1.5. you got to flip a favorites, like you said. I'm not going to rule out the racers giving a Kentucky a good run for the money in the second round. Yep, absolutely. Uh, by the way, too, and we'll have more on this uh, tomorrow, but Notre Dame officially across the board, a one-point favorite over Rutgers. Uh, there was, like, some picks flowing out there yesterday. And uh, I have yet, I'm, you know, I'm taking in all so much tournament content. I did not realize this is the first time in history that an 8-9 matchup is not going to be played. Memphis has already moved on. Everybody's looking ahead to the Memphis matchup. <laughs> is that right? Oh, man, I can't hear a single word about the Boise State Broncos. Yeah, Pretty interesting. I don't know. Doug Kazarian texted me last night. He loves Boise in yeah. the game. Yeah. So do I. Doug, great yeah. minds. Hey, go. get everything you need to bet the madness this year for 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and more. Tournament betting guide is available now. It's got a lot of stuff in there. Whether you're filling out the bracket or betting against the spread, our team's here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. By the way, up at vcin.com, all of our handwritten brackets are up there, so you can check that out. Little pictures of them. You can see how we all filled out the bracket and got our national champions going. But hey, check it out. Beeson.com slash madness, 24-7 video access, and much more. On the other side, Paul Stone. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nick 
Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Are you tired after lunch? You're not alone. In fact, research shows more than 70% of us hit the wall after lunch. Let a five-hour energy shot help you leak over that wall instead of crash into it with zero sugar and an unbeatable blend of vitamins, nutrients, and caffeine. It's a perfect pick-me-up for getting stuff done. Go to 5hourenergy.com. Find over 15 flavors to choose from. Flavors like grape, tropical burst, cherry, blue raspberry, and more. There's a flavor for everyone. Get a five-hour energy today. JVT, what's your favorite flavor? Ooh, I'm a big cherry guy. I like cherry. Although the tropical one is very good, too. I tried that last week. Yeah, pretty yeah. solid, right? That's good. Very good, very good. Also very solid, very great, very fantastic. Paul Stone, who's also nice to very much on vacation, yeah. hanging out with Bighorn Sheep in Palm say, Springs. Paul, yeah. we appreciate the time today. Uh, so you were you were getting some play, some advice from uh, the Animal Kingdom out on your hike today, huh? Yeah, I tell you, JVT, great being on with you guys again. We're we're in Palm Springs, California, and my wife Abby and I yesterday uh, went on a hike and. Uh, we came upon a uh, rock just right off the trail, and there's a bighorn sheep just standing up there majestically. And I did uh, try to get some tips on betting the tournament from the bighorn sheep. Uh, he seemed to be heavily skewed towards the Rams, so maybe, <laughs> maybe he should take Colorado State over Michigan, and maybe maybe VCU in the uh, in the NIT game. So we'll see if he knows what he's talking about. But it was a beautiful, uh, unexpected. Uh, side on our hike yesterday. Paul stole my next question. I was going to see if the Bighorn Sheep gave him advice. Yeah, I said, take the Colorado State Rams. So I'm opposite the Bighorn Sheep in that one. I've I, got... I can picture Paul, by the way, just reaching his hand out very slowly and the Ram coming up and letting him pet him on the nose. Like Paul's got a very <laughs> mellow vibe, so I feel like that would be allowed. Paul, let's get to the first four. Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, Texas Southern, right in your neighborhood in Texas. Uh, how much have you seen of these teams from the SWAC and the Southland? And uh, are you taking the three-and-a-half with the Islanders tonight in Dayton, Ohio? 
Yeah, you know, the, uh, like a lot of teams, uh, you don't see some of these teams a whole lot before their uh, conference tournaments and certainly kept up with them through the year um, and then watched them in their conference tournaments. Uh, if you kept up with Texas Southern season, you know that they basically have to fund the entire men's and women's athletic uh, budgets by playing an absolutely brutal non-conference schedule. So they really uh, got battle-tested early in the year. If you remember, Texas Southern actually won at Florida by 15 in early December. Uh, then they settled into their Southwestern Athletic Conference schedule, which is a little bit more manageable. But I'm going to take the points with an A&M Corpus Christi team, uh, which upset Southland Conference regular season champ Nichols State uh, in the conference tournament semifinals as a six-point underdog. Uh, you know, in these 16-seed play-in games, a little bit tricky getting a feel for how these games are going to go. And I think it's generally a good strategy to kind of tilt your process, if you will, slightly towards the underdog. Um, seeing three and a half out there. It actually took the three and a half yesterday. So uh, taking A&M Corpus Christi plus three and a half over Texas Southern in this Lone Star State uh, matchup. Paul Stone Sports up on Twitter. All right, Paul, uh, let's go to Wyoming and Indiana. I've had the pleasure of keeping up with this Wyoming team. Got to see them in person up close multiple times at the Mount West Conference Tournament. Uh, this number's up to four and a half here with a total of 132 and a half. I laid three and a half on Sunday. It was a less than impressive end to the season for Wyoming, but you're taking the points here. Walk us through your uh, handicap. You know, first of all, the committee gets bashed by virtually everyone, uh, but at the risk of maybe giving an unpopular opinion, I really think, you know, by and large, they do a really good job. But with that said, uh, you know, how in the world do a group of college basketball minds collectively decide to give Wyoming an at-large bid over Texas A&M? Uh, but I regress there. You know, no one's going to agree with all their decisions. And also, with that said, I really like this Wyoming team. You know, they're a very fun team to watch. Uh, sophomore forward uh, Graham Ike, uh, he's a guy who's 6'9", 250 pounds, averages almost 20 points and almost 10 rebounds a game. And then they've got that 6'7 guard, Hunter Maldonado, has a knack for taking um, undersized defenders down low with his uh, really creative post-up game. Much like Texas, this is kind of where my selection process you know, came to, a, to to an end, the most prominent part of that process. Much like Texas, Indiana seems to have trouble putting away opponents. So with the line, especially with it now uh, being four and a half in many places, I'll take the Cowboys plus the four and a half, thinking that Indiana probably won't win by five or more. So Wyoming plus four and a half. Indiana. All right, I've got the uh, Hoosiers on the money line at minus 175. I'm a little bit concerned about their ability to close out and cover a number as well, especially a number more than uh, three tonight in Dayton, Ohio. But uh, there is a home advantage, uh, so to speak, for uh, the Hoosiers in that game. So Paul Stone agrees with what the selection committee did, mm -hmm. but then he bashed the committee say, we for putting in Texas for putting in Wyoming over Texas A&M. That's okay. We'll see how Graham E.K. and the Cowboys do tonight against Trace Jackson Davis and the Hoosiers in the uh, late game in Dayton, Ohio. That tips at uh, six, around 6, 10 p.m. Pacific. Uh, Paul, before we get to uh, the Texas game, we're going to talk about the Virginia Tech-Texas game. Uh, any other first-round plays that you have made up to this point? I know you're in Palm Springs, but I also know you handicap everything and you have the ability to bet anywhere. Uh, how many plays have you made on the first-round game so far? You know, I've made quite a few, uh, you know, probably uh, 
dozen or a dozen and a half. You know, some of them uh, not uh, real, real large, but, uh, you know, other, some other plays that I've made. Uh, I've got um, Loyola plus the small points. Uh, I've got TCU plus one over Seton Hall. I uh, played uh, Marquette, took three and a half over North Carolina. Uh, some of the other tournaments, the uh, nine NCAA tournaments, I really like Adeline Christian on Sunday, minus four over Troy. So I really like that game and uh, like a game uh, tomorrow well uh, there in Dallas, Nichols State plus 15 and a half over SMU. All right, we'll talk about some NIT action Later in the show, JVT, did you write up a play for that uh, Marquette North Carolina game? Uh, yeah, I wrote. A, I thought Paul, when we were when they asked me to write it up for the website, I, I figured that the the size for North Carolina was going to be a pretty big problem for Marquette down low. Pretty bad rebounding team across the board, both offensively and defensively. Uh, now Tar Heels are pretty bad defensively, so you can see them get run out. But I do wonder how Marquette deals with that size that North Carolina's got in that matchup. Yeah, I mean, that, that's certainly uh, – North Carolina's got great size, great athleticism. The big man's as good as any player in the country. But you just look at their performance, and it's just so erratic and so up and down. And uh, Marquette's beaten some good uh, some good teams uh, throughout the course of the season. So, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of uh, differing opinions on these games. But I'm just a little bit concerned about North Carolina's just inconsistent pattern of play throughout the season. Former Texas coach Shaka Smart, a uh, pretty yep. good job in his first season at Marquette. Chris Beard in his first season in Austin, uh, blow expectations. And, Paul, I know you've been fading this uh, Texas team quite a bit uh, this season. Inconsistent offensively, really hasn't come together for Chris Beard the way we thought it was going to. So Friday morning, uh, let's see, actually that game tips uh, early Friday afternoon, Virginia Tech and Texas Longhorns blew an 18-point halftime lead in the Big 12 tournament. Uh, Virginia Tech uh, makes a run to win the ACC tournament. How do you, how do you candy, handicap the Hokies and the Longhorns with Texas a one-point favorite total of 123? Yeah, I mean, much like Shaka Smart, who's now guided three different teams, three different schools to the NCAA tournament. Chris Beard has now done the same, taking Longhorns to the tournament. Uh, looking at Virginia Tech, first of all, around this time last week, Virginia had one pathway to making the NCAA tournament field, and that was by winning four games in four days uh, in the ACC tournament there in Brooklyn. And that's exactly what the Hokies did. Uh, they needed a three-pointer. If you remember, in their first game against Clemson, uh, they needed a three-pointer three rather at the buzzer in overtime to get by Clemson. Mm -hmm. And then in the final two games of the ACC tournament, I was really impressed with Virginia Tech, as were most people probably. They handled North Carolina and Duke. Uh, won those games by a combined total of 28 points. While the Hokies are entering the tournament on a high note, uh, the Longhorns have underachieved most of the season. Uh, most recently, as you said, Texas won uh, led by 18 at the half, but they actually led by 20 points late in the first half, blew that game, lost to the Horn Frogs 65-60. Uh, I just don't think their psyche's right. They've got, obviously got some talent. Uh, they've obviously had trouble closing games. Uh, I'm just going to, you know, kind of go with what the, the theme of the season's been. Virginia Tech's hot. Texas is not. The Hokies plus one. All right, Paul, we're going to see you in Vegas this week, right? I'm going to be out there, and uh, hopefully I'll bump into you guys and watch a little college basketball, and we'll all uh, have more money in our uh, wallet at the end of the weekend than we started with. 
Paul Stone Sports up on Twitter. Hopefully, Paul, Hopefully. good to talk to you, man. Thank you. That's the plan. Thank you guys for having me on. Have a great tournament. Yeah, you got it. Tell that Paul big horn Stone, sheep hanging out with the Bighorn Sheep in Palm Springs, California. That's right. All right. Uh, we got plenty to get to in the last 30 minutes. On the other side, Kyle Boone, college basketball writer for CBS Sports, is going to be with us. Get his final four selections, national championship selection, and his thoughts uh, on these first four matchups that we're going to see both today and tomorrow. And don't forget, we also have best bets. We'll update the college bets, see if we have anything added. And um, not actually a great NBA slate, so nothing to really go over in the association, but something to recap from last night, a historic performance. This is The Edge on VSN, the sports betting network. The KFC chicken sandwich is served hot and straight from the fryer. That's why it's finger looking good. Order the KFC chicken sandwich today. JBT, last night I was at KFC. Yeah? yeah? Did you get the KFC chicken sandwich? I did not. I got the, yes, uh, yes, the three-piece yes, meal. Oh, okay. I could have got the same thing every time. Oh, KFC's got such a great menu. Yeah. One day the chicken sandwich, next day three-piece, sometimes the chicken uh, strips. Macaroni and cheese? Got to mix it up. Some of the best no, macaroni and cheese No, I don't, you know, I don't get macaroni and cheese. I, I don't understand the fascination with that. It's always, <laughs> To me, it's um, mashed potatoes and gravy, occasionally coleslaw. I don't uh, ma- macaroni and cheese is uh, very rare when I work. Before the relationship deteriorates on the show, we have a good thing going. Kyle Boone is uh, with us. Nice enough to give us some time. College basketball writer for CBS Sports. Let's see what Kyle thinks yeah. about macaroni and uh, cheese. Kyle, macaroni and cheese. Uh, pro <laughs> thumbs or, up or yeah, thumbs yeah. down? What are we in here? Mac and cheese, absolute necessity. Okay. Absolute necessity. Okay. Yeah. Now, Matt is an older guy. I feel like he feels like mac and cheese is childish. You're more of a fettuccine Alfredo guy, right? The adult's macaroni and cheese. No. No? Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, Kyle. Hoops. No, let's talk hoops. We'll talk serious things now. Uh, let's uh, let's start with um, before we get to the play-ins. Let's start with some overall stuff here. Um, walk us through what you believe to be your final four at this point, because there's certain teams that that humans and I have been talking about. Kansas, I think, at the top of that list, that their draw, their bracket breaks pretty well for them. I know Kansas is among your final four, but walk us through who you believe are going to be the final four teams playing for a national championship. Yeah, I've I've got a pretty chalky bracket. I wish I had just a bunch of hot takes I could spew out here, but to me, I I think three of the final the the final four is going to end up being number one seeds. Gonzaga is is my national title pick, and I'm already spoiling it. I, I've been on Gonzaga all season. I think the metrics suggest this team uh, is is clearly the best in the country and they're the top overall seed for a reason. Um, I've got Arizona coming out of the South. I really think the way that they play the style that they play as a really good kind of up, up-tempo up three-point shooting type of team. They're still pretty young, but they play with a lot of pizzazz, a lot of fun. Um, defensively, they're pretty good. And under Tommy Lloyd, the, the longtime Gonzaga assistant coach, um, they've really re- remade themselves on offense. So I really like Arizona coming out of the South. In the Midwest, I, I, to me, Kansas is the clear pick. Um, that that me looks like one of the weaker regions in this NCAA tournament. I would be shocked if they do not make it to the Final Four. I think it'd be a pretty big disappointment. And then coming out of the East, I really like Kentucky as the two seed. The number one seed in that region, Baylor, they've been missing their top score for a little over a month. Um, one of their better glue guys in Jonathan Chamwa has is, has been out for the season. He had an injury a couple months ago. Um, yeah, they've been able to hold it together, but I, I really think in terms of uh, top overall seeds and, and teams on the number one line, 
uh, they're probably the weakest and most vulnerable, uh, which opens opens up, I think, the door for for uh, Kentucky to get into the Final Four. So that's who I have uh, in my bracket, and and I'm curious to see kind of what you guys think about that. No, I mean, you as we were just having this conversation, right? Once you get past some of the first round, like upsets that you want to pull out, mm-hmm. like a Colgate over Wisconsin, mm-hmm. it's hard to not go chalk once sure. you get a little bit deeper into these brackets. Yeah, I've got a chalky Final Four, too. I'm a little bit embarrassed by it. But, you know, I just handicapped it game by game, and that's the way it came out. Uh, some of the underdogs are one to pick to advance in this bracket through tough matchups uh, that I, I really couldn't advance them too far. So uh, one of the underdogs I liked uh, going into Selection Sunday Kyle is uh, South Dakota State and the Jackrabbits have turned into a really trendy dog. I say a hot dog with a lot of people this week. South Dakota State, a two point, two point dog to uh, Providence. You like the Jackrabbits too, right? Give me some Jackrabbit stocks. Absolutely. Yeah, they're 30 and four on the season. They've won 20 games entering the NCAA tournament. They are the top three point shooting team in college basketball this season. There is so much to like about this team, and the fact that they haven't lost since December 15th. Yeah, they're in the Summit League. They're, they probably should be dominant, but uh, 30 and 4 teams entering the NCAA tournament uh, as as a 13 seed. Uh, I like that a lot. I really think that they've they've got a pretty good chance to make it to the second weekend. Um, I have them everywhere in in my brackets. Uh, I'm not totally convinced of you know the the legitimacy of number four seed Providence. So. Uh, yeah, that that is, I think, probably one of the hot dogs, as you would say. And I, I think they have a chance to go to the second weekend just because of the fact that they're very old, they're very experienced, they kind of know who they are, and and the fact that they're the best three point shooting in the team, the three point shooting team in the country. I mean, last year, go back, who was the best three point shooting team in the country? The national champion. That was Baylor. They were the top three point shooting team in the country. I don't think South Dakota State's going to win it all. Uh, but I think just the fact that their their team makeup and their chemistry, I think they have a chance to to make a real run as a Cinderella. Kyle Boone with us, CBS Sports. So, Kyle, when I was going through some of your stuff, you know, I noticed that uh, uh, you, uh, I think it was uh, Chip Patterson and Matt Norlander, had a conversation about Auburn because you're kind of tying into Kansas. The reason why I also believe that this draw is friendly is because they have one of the weaker two seeds. Not that Auburn's a bad team. They've shown some real flaws on the road here. So, on Auburn specifically, and then just kind of expanding out to teams who have struggled on the road, you could throw Texas Tech in there as well. You know, what do you make of Auburn struggles away from home and how that plays into it for them and for teams who just haven't been good on the road this season. Yeah, they're Auburn and specifically, they're a really young team. I feel like they're really inexperienced. So, um, I mean, I would speculate probably that in front of their home crowd, they get really hyped up and they play really well uh, on the road. They don't play that well and they don't get as hyped up. I mean, at one point this team was like clearly looked like the best team in the SEC. Um, and, you know, I think there's a chance that, that maybe they still are. They won the SEC regular season, but uh, they definitely showed some, some leaky cracks down the stretch, uh, to, to put it mildly. I mean, February 5th, they were 22-1 and in the regular season. They were perfect 10-0 and in SEC play. Um, and, you know, down the stretch, they lost four of their final nine. They went one and done in the SEC tournament. Um, but there's still a lot to like about this team. Uh, Bruce Pearl is, is the is the coach. I think he's a really good tactician. They're top ten on defense, um, led by two really really good potential first rounders, uh, Walker Kessler, who who was just a shot blocking savant, and then Jabari Smith, who could end up going number one. 
Um, Kessler's a sophomore. Jabari Smith is, is a true freshman. So, you know, I, I think they saw maybe some growing pains down the stretch, and we'll see if they can get it ironed out. I mean, I, I think they're probably more of the team that we saw earlier in the year when they started the season 22-1 and and were number one in the country. Um, but I, I think kind of potentially maybe some teams figured some things out down the stretch, and they showed some, some real kind of cracks in, in the uh, – in the iron there. So we'll, we'll see what this team looks like, but I think going into the NCAA tournament, probably on paper, maybe the weakest number two seed in the NCAA tournament field. Yeah. All right. So you wrote up the first four, uh, walk us through these two matchups that we're going to see action get started tonight. Texas, uh, Texas Corpus Christi and the Texas Southern, uh, they will face off Southern right now, three and a half for the total of one thirty six and a half, And then the nightcap, Indiana, a four, four and a half point favorite over Wyoming with the total of one thirty two and a half. Yeah, yeah. These are two pretty interesting matchups on um, on this evening slate, and and we'll see kind of what this looks like. But Texas A&M Corpus Christi hasn't made the NCAA tournament in a very very long time. Uh, they had a really good season under a first year coach, and that was Steve Lutz, who was a long time Purdue assistant, and they looked pretty good. Uh, they they scheduled pretty aggressively in the Southland, ended up winning the Southland Conference. Uh, Texas Southern, on the other hand, a long time led by longtime coach Johnny Jones. They, they've kind of always been at or near the top of the SWAC. Really experienced bunch. Uh, defensively, they're they're just okay. I'm I'm picking Texas A&M Corpus Christi. They are the underdog in this matchup. I fully recognize that, but I do think Texas A&M Corpus Christi on the money line. Uh, this is a pretty even. Uh, I think it's a pretty even matchup. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm starting the NCAA tournament betting on an underdog. You can sue me. I think it's fine. Uh, we'll, we'll see what it looks like. I mean, it's, uh, Texas Southern is, is minus three and a half. So it's, uh, it's basically a pick em. I think it's, it's going to be pretty up in the air. The, the final game of this evening, Indiana is, uh, is taking on Wyoming. I, I am, I have been, adamantly against Indiana. And, in fact, I did not think they were worthy of an NCAA tournament bid. That being said, um, I still am going to pick them to win this evening over Wyoming. They are minus four over the Cowboys. Um, I, I think I'm going to take the, the minus four. I think they can, they can get it done and, and win you know, something like 72 to 65 or something like that. Wyoming had a really good season. Um, they were 25 and eight. They struggled a little bit down the stretch, but they were one of the best teams consistently in the in the in the Mountain West. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm taking the underdog in the first game, and then the second one, I'm riding with the with the Hoosiers as as the favorite. All right, they're on the same page with uh, me and Paul Stone on that one. Uh, actually, Paul's on Wyoming uh, plus the points, but I took Indiana on the money line. Minus one seventy-five, and uh, took the three and a half with Texas A&M Corpus Christi in the first game, just for a small yep. bet. Hey, only about twenty seconds left. What What are your two plays on the first four games tomorrow? I know you've got picks out on those two games. Of course, I do. Yeah, i've I've got uh, I've got Bryant uh, as the underdog again. Sue me. I love underdogs. I think it's a pretty close game, sixteen seeds. And then I'm taking I'm taking Rutgers again as as an underdog. To me, Notre Dame did not have the resume uh, to get into the NCAA tournament field, even as a play-in game. Uh, Rutgers, to me, has had clearly the better resume. So, uh, yeah, two uh, two underdogs again on Wednesday ahead of the first round on Thursday. Kyle Boone, CBS Sports. We'll be back here on the edge. Thanks, Kyle.
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is The Edge on VSN, the sports betting network. Are you ready for a fresh start? And we mean a real fresh start with lasting change. Take the Zin 10 challenge and switch up the way you've been enjoying nicotine. Available in a variety of tastes and strengths. Zin nicotine pouches deliver smoke-free and spit-free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zin nicotine pouches for 10 days or your money back. Your fresh start is here. Take the Zin 10 challenge today at ZYN.com slash 10. That's ZYN.com slash 10. Zin nicotine pouches are only for adults 21 or older who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. As is... Betting hoops. 
NBA and college hoops too. Love betting hoops. Uh, recap from last night. Utah Jazz got the better of the number. Ultimately, though, cold shooting fourth quarter. They end up losing by like six. I think it was like 117-111 uh, to the Milwaukee Bucks. Good game, though, and a fun game at that. Rudy Gobert ended up playing, uh, but the Jazz fall to the Milwaukee Bucks. Good fourth quarter from Drew Holiday. So one of uh, many losses throughout a, a very tumultuous NBA season. It's going to happen. So Jazz plus one and a half. Get the yell there. Uh, nothing today. Only four games in the association today, Matt. Uh, all of them have some injury question marks about them in one way or another. And it's also kind of a bad card. Like we're talking about Detroit and Miami. Uh, let's see. What do we have also on the card? Phoenix and New Orleans. But Phoenix, or excuse me, New Orleans pretty beat up as well. So, oh, and Brooklyn and uh, Orlando just... A pretty easy card to pass on when you got first four action later tonight. You know what I'm saying? You know yes, I'm saying? of course. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, you're going to find good bets in the NBA this week, and you're the type of guy who's going to find time to handicap everything mm-hmm. when other people don't. And I think that's why they're going to lean on you for oh. NBA. This I'm not handicapping the NBA on a daily basis NBA. this week. So. I was telling you already, I'm already getting ready for baseball season. Man. Yeah, I, I had to laugh again while I'm watching ESPN before the show. This network cracks me up on a daily basis with uh, the mindless NBA chatter yeah. on there. And I know that they paid a lot of money for NBA, uh, for an NBA contract, and they want to push NBA content. But I walk in today and I see, is the Lakers season done or is oh. there a glimmer of hope? You know, we talked about this a month ago on this show. They're done. Okay, they're done. It doesn't matter if Anthony Davis comes back or not, the Lakers are done. But what about LeBron's legacy? That's what I'm interested in. <laughs> uh, I sent you the clip, too, by the way, to recap two quick things from the NBA last night. One was um, LeBron with the uh, getting really pissed. as the La- By the way, congratulations to the Toronto Raptors. They go over their win total with the blowout win uh, of the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. I think the final result was like nine points, whatever it was. Uh, but LeBron getting really pissed and dropping oh, yeah. F-bomb oh, after yeah. F-bomb. And damn yeah. it, this and whatever. Well, you know what's funny about that is he's turning on his teammates now. Oh, he is. Oh, yeah, there's no uh, question. Also, the irony of you can just watch the, the Suns game and there's like a great breakdown on Twitter. There's there's like 30 like possessions. He's not even on camera. He's not getting back on defense. Mm-hmm. But he's got the audacity to start screaming at guys oh, yeah. yesterday. Uh, it's, it's incredible. So they're falling apart. But also, we're very much worth mentioning, Carl Anthony Towns yesterday against the uh, San Antonio Spurs. Minnesota Timberwolves, by the way, 40 and 30, a very good team. But Carl Anthony Towns with 60 points on 19 to 31 shooting. Uh, 32 points in the third quarter alone against the San Antonio Spurs in a 149-139 victory. And I know you'll appreciate this. Some emotional mm-hmm. backstory to it. He tweeted it out earlier today. Uh, actually, two years past, he lost his mother to COVID and whatnot. Two years oh, to the yeah. day in which she went to the hospital uh, and, of course, eventually lost her life. And that's when he dropped 60 points. So a pretty cool story for Carl Anthony yeah, Towns it was, it was actually a sad story, yep. but it was uh, a great performance by him last night. Yes, it was in 36 minutes. So with that, we move on. NCAA tournament plays. Um, we went over these, but to rehash for any who are interested, uh, the plays that I have made up to this point, Indiana minus three and a half. That goes down tonight, 6, 10 p.m. Pacific time against Wyoming. Uh, Boise State, I will keep saying this. It's funny. This is the time of year, too, where people who don't really watch a lot of college hoops start to get into it. And you can kind of tell the folks who don't really watch a lot of the other teams. Uh, when I hear that Boise State doesn't have the athletes to keep up with Memphis, when they start four seniors and four of them are six, seven or taller and are massive. Boise State's um, a big team, not yeah. as athletic as Memphis, but no. a big team with some shooters. Yes, exactly. So Boise State plus two and a half against Memphis, who's already been, uh, of course, uh, getting ready for Duke. It sounds or excuse me, Gonzaga. Uh, Murray State plus one and a half against San Francisco. That is now flipped. San Francisco, uh, is, or excuse me, Murray State is now the favorite there. Creighton plus two and a half against San Diego State. And then South Dakota State plus two and a half against Providence also took a plus eight and a half with Colgate, but that had moved quite a bit by the time we got on the air yesterday. So didn't figure it was worth mentioning, but very much excited and uh, a lot of plus signs there. I didn't really mean for that to happen, but uh, 
jumped on a couple of underdogs there in the. Uh, yeah, I thought it was interesting. Uh, Kyle Boone, of uh, writer for CBS Sports, on with us. And he kept apologizing. Sue for me, taking he underdogs, said. huh? He kept yeah, saying, "Sue me." <laughs> I wasn't going to do it, man. There's, nobody's going to blame you for taking underdogs, man. <laughs> <laughs> you clown! <laughs> <laughs> this buffoon just took another underdog. Well, what man. I like is Kyle guy. was great, but I liked how he was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm going with Texas A&M Corpus Christi." He's like, "Against Texas Southern? That's ridiculous!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> no. Nope, uh, it's okay to take dogs, especially in this tournament. Uh, conference tournament week was great for a lot of underdog plays yeah. as well. And I think that trend is going to carry over. Uh, all right, let's take a look tonight. Talked about it. I've got Indiana minus 175 instead of laying the points. I'm pretty confident the Hoosiers are going to win this game tonight in Dayton. Uh, tomorrow night, a little bit more of a coin flip game, but I'm going with a better defensive team. And Ron Harper Jr., uh, Steve Bakil, don't like it. Uh, Done a great job with this Rutgers uh, team the last couple of years. And um, I like the Scarlet Knights a little bit better than the overachieving Irish. I know there's some sharp betters on the other side of that game, which is why Notre Dame's not a one-point favorite. Uh, okay, Thursday plays for me. I uh, laid two with Michigan against Colorado State. Big Ten should start out 2-0 and against the Mountain West. That's really just a bad matchup for the Rams against a, a bigger Michigan team, bigger, more athletic Michigan team. Yep. And uh, I think that's a cheap number for the Wolverines. I took 17 with Longwood against Tennessee. Uh, this is one of the plays I wrote up. It's on vcin.com. Longwood 19-1 in the past 20 games. Uh, if you um, go to vcin.com, you check out. We have a best bet up on every game in the first round of the tournament. And uh, I detailed why I like the Longwood Lancers catching 17 against the Vols, who just won the SEC tournament. Murray State, I took one and a half against San Francisco. The favorites now flipped to Murray State minus one and a half, but I like the Racers uh, to win that game. 30-2 and two team that ran the table in the Ohio Valley. I think being disrespected by that opening number is San Francisco minus two and a half. Yep. Uh, South Dakota State, like I said, maybe too trendy, too much of a hot dog at this point. But uh, I'm also going to – I think a lot of times go with a much better offensive team. In, in terms of a, an ugly, low-scoring game, which uh, I think the Rutgers-Notre Dame game might be, I'm going with a better defensive team. In the South Dakota State-Providence matchup, I'm going with a far better offensive team. Mm -hmm. South Dakota State's number two scoring offense in college basketball behind Gonzaga. Shoots 45% from three. I'm not sure the Friars uh, can defend the Jackrabbits all over the floor. Maybe I'll be proven wrong. And uh, Providence is just going to be the tougher team out of the Big East. But I took two with South Dakota State. And concerned about that being a trendy dog. Yeah, of course. Friday plays uh, Davidson plus two against Michigan State. Again, a much better offensive team. This is one of the plays I wrote up that you can find on vcin.com. I'm playing Texas against Virginia Tech. I want to fade the Hokies off that big run through the ACC tournament. Chris Beard, Blue. An 18-point lead in the Big 12 tournament got knocked out. I still think he's a better coach in this matchup. And uh, I guess you'll ride or die with Chris Beard. That's what I'm going to say. Uh, I took <clears throat> uh, played Texas in a pick and spot. I took 7.5 at Chattanooga, I like the Chattanooga against Illinois. Uh, I can talk about this game a little bit more tomorrow when we have more time. Uh, Loyola, minus one. The Ramblers against Ohio State. Montana State, plus 15.5 against Texas Tech. And Iowa State, plus four against LSU. I did decide to play that angle of uh, the Tigers probably being a flat team, uninspired after Coach Will Wade was fired. The more you look mm -hmm. at this, the more you have to question what LSU is going to show up with in terms of effort. Yep. And uh, I think it's going to be an ugly, low-scoring game. Totals 
127 and a half. I would look under in that one. Uh, four props I put up. Kansas to win the Midwest region. I bet this is minus 160. I'm going to bet it again. Minus 160 or plus 160? Plus 160, okay. sorry. Plus 160 to win the Midwest region. And uh, I wrote this play up for vcin.com as well. I bet it too soon. Uh, Circuit didn't have all its numbers up last night, so I took the 160 at Westgate Superbook. Circuit's got Kansas to win the Midwest region at plus 215. Wow. I'm going to bet it again. So <laughs> I want to change that number to plus 215 because – uh, that's the smarter play, and uh, I'm just going to make the same bet. I'm plus 215 at Circa on Kansas to get to you, the Final Four. Do you have a future taken on Kansas like I do? Yeah, I got yeah. Kansas at 18 and 20 to 1. Okay. Yeah. All right. I've got the worst numbers. But now there's life because now they're like 9 to 1 to win the whole thing. Kansas so. also over two and a half wins at the Superbook is uh, even money. Somebody uh, tweeted me today and says, over two and a half wins, does that mean they reached the Elite Eight? That's exactly what it means. Mm-hmm. Uh, three wins gets you to the Elite Eight. So – uh, Kansas over two and a half wins at even money. I got to add that. Arizona tournament wins over two and a half minus 110. Kentucky tournament wins over two and a half plus 120. I wrote these up again if you want to check out the file uh, on the vcin.com. Big yep. 10 over 11 wins. I think a lot of people are going to hate this play. Yeah. But I went through all nine teams in the field last night, and I think it makes sense. Indiana's got to win tonight. Yes. I'm going to be disappointed if the Hoosiers don't win tonight. That would be a big problem. But I'm playing the Big Ten over 11, and um, I think that's it for today. I have 21 bets, I think, right now in the tournament, and uh, I'll expand that graphic tomorrow. VEASAN.com, ton of the tournament coverage, including picks for tonight and, of course, the first-round matchups that are up from all of our experts. Uh, right up. How about this? I'm going to leave you with this nugget, Matt Humans. My Cinderella, I've got Colgate going to the Elite Eight. Okay. All right. Bracket breaks down well for Taking down Wisconsin that's in the first right. round. That's man. right. We'll have more on that, though, tomorrow. My Guys in the Desert, coming up next. See you. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. 
Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.